Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious, and Twist Your Fate, Manifest Success with Astrology and Tarot. I'm also your host for this podcast series. And if you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. Now, this podcast has been discontinued months ago, but I am bringing you a bonus episode because I have a hot topic and I've got an astrologer that I love to talk with. Uh, so we're going to be talking with none other than Rebecca Gordon about elements in astrology. Welcome, Rebecca. Hey, Teresa. Thanks so much. It's good to be here for the revival of your podcast. I'm honored. Yeah. This is like a little bonus episode for folks, but I think this is a topic that hasn't been addressed enough. And a lot of people are always always need to be asking about the elements. What, what do we need to know about the elements? So the first thing I want to ask you is, what role do the elements play in astrology? Well, in my opinion, elements are probably the most important part of astrology. They are the building blocks that you and I are made up of. Different amounts, varying amounts of earth, air, fire, and water, essentially. So if we start from the elements, we get a core sense of who a person is, what they came here to do on the planet, the best kinds of roles for them to play, areas where we might need to work on more. I mean, before looking at signs and planets and houses and aspects, I start with the elements. And um, essentially, the signs, the planets are in signs, and the signs all fall into one of the four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. And if I look at a person just by their elemental balance first, we are going to get such a clear picture of the role they came here to play on planet Earth. I love that. And, you know, of course, we live in the elements, we live amongst the elements. So we have to somehow interact with all these other different types of elements. So that makes a lot of sense. Now, um, what are some of the characteristics of each element? You mentioned earth, air, fire, and water. If you had to describe those as personality um, traits, what might we find in each one of those? Well, I first think of uh, the elements that exist on our planet Earth. We think of fire. Let's think about the element. Let's start with fire because that's the first. That's the initial element. This, the zodiac wheel starts with Aries. Right? We light the match and there's fire. Um, and fire is also in the natural world. We can think of the fire in a volcano, the fire in the sun, the sunlight. We can think of um, holding a torch as fire. And these are three kinds of fire that exist within us in the natural world. So what I teach in, in our beginner's class and always in all my classes is what I call an ecosystems method of astrology. So I love to encourage people to think of their bodies as part of this earth, part of nature. You are no different than the earth. So when we talk about like the fire of Leo, I would want you to envision a campfire and this sort of convivial atmosphere, people gathering around, maybe somebody singing a song or telling a story. And that's the essence of Leo is that kind of campfire atmosphere, you know, and we can think of other elements. We can think of like the the essence of Aries as in lighting a match, starting the fire, like lighting the campfire. We could also think about Aries as in the burst of a volcano. You know, it's that initial 
sharp, fresh. It's kind of like that fresh, clean punch, like the initial uh, sprout coming out from the soil. Uh, so that's that's one kind of fire. Um, and we can also think of Sagittarian fire as uh, the fire of belief. Like when you hold a torch and that torch is for a specific uh, something you believe in. It, it could be for a greater mission, a vision, a purpose. It's a torch of meaning and belief. So it is the fire of belief. You light a candle for a purpose and you stand for that purpose. You're holding the torch because you believe in something. And these three kinds of fire all are in the realm of experience. They're all experiential. When you meet somebody that's got a lot of fire in their chart, they're likely not sitting behind a desk and crunching numbers all day. They are out in the world being vibrant and bright. Maybe they're singing, they're dancing, they're leading a room full of people. You know, they they walk into a room and they have that pop. You feel the light. And, um, you know, for some that can be intimidating because it's a lot, right? <laughs> and they're all, they even can be a little red on the face too, right? You can see a fiery person from far away. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, they... They look like their sparks kind of bouncing off their cheeks in a way too. I have Leo rising and you can maybe tell because of my hair, you know, Leo rising people tend to have big hair or, or light colored hair. Even if you come from a family with dark colored hair, you might have the lightest and oh, rosy cheeks too. That's it's very Leo rising or fire rising. Every, every uh, element has its own characteristics and people really do look like their element, you know? That's very true. My husband has a moon in Aries and a Sag rising. He's a Virgo like you, but he's got fire, fire in his big three and his face gets, it gets red, especially if he gets mad. It is red. So he definitely does have some of that in his complexion. So what about earth elements? How would you explain that as characteristics? Yeah, it's really interesting when we start mixing the elements too, and which I want, I would love to get into with you a bit, Theresa, because when you mix fire and earth, you have a completely new personality type. So we can talk about some of the alchemies as well that got created here. Um, but earth, we can think of three kinds of earth as well. And let's come back to the natural world because we are part of this natural world. And, you know, perhaps aliens bred with, you know, some form of animal and that created us. I don't really know how it all went down. But I'll say this, <laughs> that we are still part of nature. You know, there's copper, there's the elements are all in our bodies. And literally the the balance, the whole physiognomy of somebody who has lots of fire is different than somebody who has lots of water. People who have lots of water retain more water. People who lots, have lots of fire, they burn up the water fast and they need to drink a lot more water. Now, people who have lots of earth in their body, let's talk about earth. Yes, they are sturdy. They are steady. They generally um, can be more dense in their muscular build um, versus air people, you know, tend to be more elongated. The three kinds of earth are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. So shall we go into the natural elements as well? Yeah, I love that. I love it. I'm so curious. Okay. I, I love bringing it back to nature. And when we, we enter the sign of Taurus, we enter that moist, rich earth of spring when all the snows just melted into the soil. So you can imagine that very fertile spring earth that can grow just about any beautiful flower. And this is the earth of fertility. Um, it's also an earth, all earth signs 
are really made for this material realm. They want to manifest. Earth signs came here to create things, to create things that have lasting value. They came here to manifest and build, build actual things. Now, versus the fire signs came here to create experiences. So the three kinds of building, the one is the Taurus earth where there's two simultaneous actions. The Taurian earth, the plant is rooting into the deep soil. It's establishing its stability. Taurus people like to be quite tactile with their hands, you know, whether they're planting, playing an instrument, maybe they're singing a song, um, cooking food. It's very tactile here in the realm because the earth, the, the plant is reaching out, roots spreading across the soil and flowering, creating beauty at the top. Two things, right? The Virgo kind of earth, you, you here you want to imagine uh, the fields of production, like these crops of production that the truck's going to come along at some point and, and the food's going to go to the farmer's market, right? But like with the Virgo earth, we got to get the perfect rice, the beans, all the things ready. And um, we've kind of sussed out which are the working vegetables, which are not. And um, then it goes up to market. So Virgo relates very much to the kind of tilling of the soil, the managing of the earth, the organization of the earth. As Virgos like to be very much, we could say, in the weeds. Like, I, I'm a Virgo, and uh, in business, you know, as much as, like, we can say we are teaching and growing the school and all these things now, but I will always be on the ground in, like, the veins of the leaf with my clients. I love the details. I love keeping things real on the ground. Versus the Capricorn Earth, is way up at the mountaintop. They don't want to get into the veins of the leaf, you know, and all this nitty gritty. You can imagine the Capricorn Earth is like at the top of the mountain. This is a more managerial view. They're like looking down and they can see all the city planning and they can kind of do this air traffic controlling thing from above. They know how to allocate resources here and there and how to move all these pieces around, right? Because they have that big picture view from the top of the mountain and that's a rather dry earth at the top you know it's it's rock it's stone it's dirt it doesn't have all the moisture that the taurus earth has virgo has medium moisture and capricorn earth is dry here it's like straight shoot up to the goal we're going to do whatever it takes to get there versus virgo is like doing the the work in the fields making it happen there so these are the three kinds of earth that all create sort of like a, a whole highly functional little workflow there right they're all kind of managing production yeah and that makes so much sense i mean the way you describe it you know it's really funny i'm, I'm going to talk about the other elements too i've always looked at elements in astrology and tarot for that matter as cosmic weather patterns or weather patterns and one of the things, and I'm t for the people who are listening, I've taken classes with Rebecca. She's an amazing teacher. And your whole idea of this ecosystem kind of blew my mind. I had never in, even though I looked at tarot for, you know, blah, 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 so many years, and I've been studying astrology, I never thought of the elements as an ecosystem. And again, for me, it's always been weather. So the ecosystem thing, uh, it not only blew my mind, but it really does give someone a different perspective and a very practical perspective you know so i really love that so much about your way of looking at this 
So what about air signs? I mean, I'm an air sign. I've got a lot of air in my chart. <laughs> what do we need to know about air signs? Air signs. <laughs> and, you know, I have no air. So I love hanging out with air signs. I feel like I have all this earth and I meet air signs. And the wind just flows all, all the crop seeds around and all this cross pollination happens. Whenever I talk to you, I get so inspired. It's like, I need that air in my life, <laughs> you know? And um, I have a lot of air sign friends. They come to me with ideas and I'm like, let's make it happen. Here's how we're going to do it. And I'll create a whole plan. I'll get on a sauna and I'll geek out, you know, I'll go there. So <laughs> that's what happens when, when you're hanging out with somebody who has lots of earth. But um, maybe that's an interesting thing to explore too. Maybe we can touch on the alchemy of like, if somebody has a lot of say air and earth, you know, there's somebody that's here to bring ideas down from the ethers mm -hmm. and anchor them into this manifest world, ground them into reality here. Now you're going to find a lot of writers actually who have heavy air because that is the world of um, thinking, writing, ideas. Hello, Teresa. Which what what book are you writing now? I'm, How many books have you written? Master of Air. Really, I'm just releasing book number nine. The cards are dealt. How to deal when life gets real, and it's interesting. Again, I always learn so much from you. I mean, I am three planets in Gemini, three planets in Virgo. So bringing ideas down to Earth, right there, you're nailing me. If you didn't nail, know me and just came out with that, it'd be like, oh my god, yeah, that makes that's the alchemy of my chart the air and the earth so wow yeah book number nine and so a pure gemini yeah. super gemini <laughs> i love that so i meet you here on the virgo plane so you're you're in the air you're the wind swishing around at the top of the mountain and everywhere through the canopy layers the winds blow the trees they blow the seeds across the fields and then they're like all right we're gonna do something while all these ideas we're gonna write a book we're going to ground it into something that's meaningful and useful for people. Now, especially your new title of the book, I feel like that is such a beautiful alchemy of air and earth. Will you repeat the name of that title just for the listeners? I feel like that was yeah. just a perfect example. Well, the title is The Cards Are Dealt, How to Deal When Life Gets Real. And by the way, y'all, you're going to love this. So I did not come up with the title. My son did. And my son is an Aquarius, Moon and Gemini, Libra Rising, Triple Air. And he came up with that title. I'm like, that fits this book perfectly. Talk about air and ideas and all of that. He's like definitely one of one of those. I love that. And it also brings it down to earth, like how to deal when life gets real. All right, we're a Virgo on the ground here. We're, we're going to deal with these wild and crazy winds. Um, so yes, the, the realm of uh, the alchemy of air and earth, you see that most most often in prolific writers. Hello. Um, and also if we mix air and I mean, if we mix, um, you know, fire and earth, that's also a very interesting combination. And that's, that's most often seen in leadership. Uh, when, when somebody lights the fire, they're like, I, here's my vision. And they get people really excited. And then they're like, and here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to implement. Cause everybody likes to hear a vision and also, the the um actuating it what are we going to do to make it reality so you see that in kind of like traditional leadership but there's all kinds of leadership too um so just want to mention that and it's, it's a very um it's functional creative a thing when you mix fire and earth together so we can we can mix any combination everybody listening here you are all a unique ecosystem some of you are like 
a volcano in the middle of the ocean. Let's say you got a lot of Scorpio and Sag and other people might be like this beautiful our desert and every ecosystem has a genius to it, a genus and a genius. Like how you feel when you're in that ecosystem is how people feel when they're around you essentially. So I like to think of it that way. Like think of the nourishment you feel when you're in an ecosystem that's like very, um, you know, moist and wet, like the Pacific Northwest moss and, you know, somebody who has a lot of earth and water, but okay, I digress. Let's get into air. Gemini, we have Libra, we have Aquarius and the three kinds of air um, essentially are three, three ways of being here. The first one, Gemini, we talk about the quick, sharp winds that carry the, the, the seeds from one field to the next cross pollination of ideas. And this just brings ideas around Gemini's are here to disseminate information rather quickly, transfer knowledge, move it around the planet, get the seeds blowing in the wind, you know, um, get the ideas moving airs all the realm of ideas, Libra and air. These winds are quite different. They are the soft, balmy breezes that make you just want to hang out al fresco and socialize with your friends. You want to hang with your pals outside. You want to build relationships. It's kind of that softness of the air that just makes you want to linger and connect. And Librans are known for being relationship builders, being in PR, being in aesthetics, enjoying the beauty of life. That is the soft breezes. And then we get into like this kind of Aquarian air which is a very, it's almost like these, um, you can think of like the stratosphere, winds up there that are here to kind of impregnate consciousness with brand new ideas. It's kind of like a whoosh that comes in, almost like a storm from some other place. And it it dries the earth. It knocks us all out of our routines and patterns. It shakes things up a bit. So that's how I would see the three kinds of air in terms of ecologies. Wow. And so I can see all of those in my son, by the way. What about water? So water, obviously, we think of water as moist and wet and deep. I mean, what what with the water elements, how do they show up in the signs? Yeah, let's come back to our earth there. So the water ecologies and the earth reveals so much about our personality types. All, all water signs are in the world of feelings. And we're doing different things with feelings. Let's start with um, let's start with our first water sign of Cancer. So here we can imagine a room temperature or not room, body temperature water, like you're in a mm. in a water pool, in a pond, in a lake, in a bath, in something where it's just you don't even know you're in the water because it's body temperature and you feel held, almost like you're in the womb. There's a sense of safety here, and Cancers want to feel that and they want to give that to other people. They want to nurture things and give you that that feeling and also um they have many other qualities too they're quite tenacious and a whole lot of other things but ultimately it is the water that holds you and that holds you in the firmament that holds your body here makes you feel safe um we go deeper into the scorpionic waters and here we're at the depths of the ocean and on that journey down to the bottom of the ocean you're gonna have to let go of everything you knew you're gonna have to let go of all the things that made you feel safe Scorpio is not domesticated. Cancer is domestic. Scorpio is not domestic. You know, it's primal. So, right? It is. It's like cancer is like, oh, do you need a pillow? You want a cup of tea? Let me make you feel comfortable. Scorpio is not even in that realm. It's a realm of 
primal instinct. So, you know, you have these instincts and then you have these feelings in Cancer where you have these instincts, these gut instincts in Scorpio. The bottom of the ocean, you can't see anything. You've had to let go of everything on the way down. And here's where you have to trust your instinct in the dark. And Scorpio very much relies upon instinct. If you're a Scorpio, you should begin to listen to that more often. Um, there's always a sense of letting go and trusting in Scorpio. That's essential to move on. You know, there can be a sense of on one end of the spectrum of hoarding and on the other end of the spectrum of fully releasing. Mm. Um, it's very much about that trust and vulnerability. Um, so that's sort of the depth of the ocean where you just kind of have to let go and, and sometimes not see anything. Then um, we move into our third kind of water, which I imagine as this rushing waterfall into a river, something like that, which is the waters of Pisces. This is the realm of emotion, the movement of feelings. Feelings are moving, they're flowing, they're changing. And Pisces are always privy to their own moving feelings i felt this then and now i feel this and i you know they're so aware of those rushing streams within their bodies and those changing feelings it just it brings them to the forefront and anybody who has um a good deal of water in their chart whether it's cancer scorpio or pisces you are naturally have that ecology within you so when you show up into a room people might feel oh i can relax in that water or oh i feel like i'm it's pulling out the depths of my being in the scorpionic water or i feel like i can share everything with this pisces they're so open you know so people and i think it's interesting to look at relationships you know like two people meet a capricorn meets a pisces and here you have those hard rocks gets smoothed over by the rushing waterfall, you know, and this Capricorn starts to feel more graceful and smooth and soft and open because, because, you know, water is the most powerful element as it's the, the only thing that can really change the shape of rocks and it can smooth everything out. Um, and I love to think about that as the power of water to change rocks, you know, um, so the power of emotion and how important water is in general, um, because it is really what moves the earth and air can too, you know, the power of ideas and emotions to really change the shape of the structures and the systems we create in earth. I, I love to think about all these alchemy when two people meet, what do they create? They create a unique ecosystem. Um, yes. so this is sort of like my entry point into astrology before we get into the nitty gritty planet signs and houses. It's like, who are you? What kind of swath of the earth do you exist on? What would that look like if you were a part of nature? And what does that part of nature offer to humanity? So I love to ask these questions. What is the genius of that part of nature? And, and, and what would throw it out of balance? Most important. So what can we do to make sure your ecosystem stays in its healthy homeostasis? That is an actually great question. And that is something I have on my mind too. You know, I think about when you mentioned that you don't have any air in your chart, I have no fire in my chart. And I find sometimes when we're missing an element, either it really shows like you can tell or people overcompensate it for it. And suddenly you can't tell because a lot of people think I'm a fire sign. I'm very fiery. Or we surround ourselves with people like you surround yourself with Gemini's and air signs. 
I surround myself with very, with a lot of fireside people, you know, so there's always something I think we're trying to seek balance one way or another. And if we're not balanced in our alchemy, so to speak, again, either it shows one way or the other, yeah. or you're, you're looking for a way to compensate that. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel like relationships are so important there. And like in the world we're living in right now, I feel like platonic relationships get really undermined as like the culture is so focused on like romantic relationships and things like that. But really by building relationships and connecting with people like we're doing right now who have elements who you don't have, they're going to bring stuff out of you. And that is so fruitful. Like when I, I applied this to my business, like when I hired my team, like I work with almost eight people now and they all bring to the table things that I don't have at all because I don't have anybody of my type who has planets like mine because why I'm doing that. You know, I want a varied ecosystem to be like different kinds of cultures, bacteria from all different places. You know, I think that's really interesting to mix things up a lot and learn more, be challenged by people that are so different from yourself. Like I, I love being challenged by heavy amounts of air, you know, that because sometimes admittedly, I can feel a little like, oh, where's my grounding here? But then I'm like, wait, I love this. I love this new inspiration that you bring. And uh, I'm able to kind of, you know, get my groove in and apply it and stuff. But um, air is something, you know, it's interesting that, yeah, I, I've had none of just like you, you haven't had the fire and I've had to work on that. I've learned it through um, working with a team that has a lot of air and they've taught me just by proxy being around them, hanging out with them all the time, having friends that have a lot of air, I've learned the ways of air, you know? <laughs> so I, I think being, you know, building relationships is like the fulcrum of life. It's so important. Um, and also, uh, that all said, like, know your genius, like your genius, Teresa, I feel like is the element of air. I, you know, I looked at you, I, I see you bringing all these wonderful ideas from the ethers, anchoring them down into the Virgo earth too. Thank you. And I know I'm here to do the, <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah. no, I mean, and I see you doing, you know, with your teaching and the work that you do, you teach us so much, you bring it down to earth, you make astrology really accessible. And I think that is so important, because so, so many times people say, astrology is way over my head, I can never get it. And I'm like, you can get it. You just need the right teacher. And I think Virgos, because they are so down to earth and grounded and rooted and practical, they really are fantastic teachers. And you just do such an amazing job of explaining it. Like I said, you really changed my perspective when I took classes with you because I always looked at it as weather and suddenly this ecosystem, it had me looking at astrology in a completely different way. So your genius is absolutely in that. Now, you have a class coming up. Um, when is that class coming up? What do people need to know about it? Thanks so much for saying that, first of all. I really appreciate that, Teresa, coming from you. Um, yes, I teach this class once a year, and uh, it is called Master the Birth Chart, Beginner's Astrology. It begins on October 9th. So, yes, we'll share a link to it as well. But um, ultimately, this is a class I've been teaching I can't believe it now, but I started when I was 24 years old teaching this class. I've been, and now I'm 44. It's been 20 years I have been teaching this class. And every year I've built in more into the class. Now we have um, 
you know, our alumni of 10 years that are mentors during the class. And I have more office hours and we have so much extra material for our students. And we created these wonderful constellation groups that the students can be part of like a four person study group. We have people in the Lyra constellation, you know, or you know, every constellation has a, you know, a group of people. And, um, so anyway, it, it is a full on course. If you want to learn astrology, it is completely um, comprehensive. It is live. There's some pre-recorded, some live. It's a great mix of both. It's about 14 weeks long. People walk in and they're like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this sometimes, but they've signed up. By the end of the 14 weeks, I'm listening to them read the chart so beautifully and they can't even believe they're doing it. But it's pretty amazing to see what happens with every cohort because everybody rises up to the top simultaneously and they all help each other and people build friends for life. So this is like the course that I love teaching most probably. And I get to do it every fall. I love the fall back to school season. Hello, Virgos. <laughs> you know, it was our favorite time. <laughs> um, so that's why, you know, I always teach it like early October, my favorite time of year. And, um, you know, whether you want to become a professional astrologer or not, I think this course will give you wonderful foundations that you can apply to anything in your life. That all said, we have graduated a ton of highly successful professional astrologers from our school because as a Virgo, I'm not just here to teach you astrology. I'm also here to help you build a business because let's be real. We all have to like live on planet earth and pay rent or mortgage. And, you know, if you want to be an astrologer, I want to show you that this can be completely viable, accessible, and you can make a healthy living doing this as well. So I want to give you the tools and also show you how to use them. And it's really important though, you know, it's really important to focus on each person's <laughs> ecosystem and native strengths in, in building their business. Cause it's not always going to look like mine. We want to lean into your unique voice as an astrologer and build around your chart. Like I like to use your chart as your business plan essentially and build your system out of that. Cause that's going to be most successful, successful. Like I can tell you what I did, but that might not work for you. If you have a totally different ecology, you are not going to like doing the things that I did. So I try to kind of show everybody that's not a one size fits all. And you want to build something that is so unique to your cosmic recipe. And I will say again, um, for everyone who is listening, I've taken numerous classes with Rebecca. I always feel she makes me a better astrologer. Um, Rebecca, you always give me information, different ways, uh, different perspectives of looking at astrology that deepen my practice. So I've just been very grateful for your teaching and for folks who are listening in. Uh, if you are new to astrology, if you really feel like I can't get this, like I said, it's not you. You haven't found the right teacher. I think Rebecca's amazing. Please sign up for her class. And Rebecca, where can people find the class? Where can they sign up? Thanks so much, Teresa. The class is on my website and you will see it uh, when you go to the RebeccaGordonAstrology.com. You'll see it as a little banner on the top where you can just uh, click the banner and that will take you to the Master the Birth Chart Beginner's Astrology. It is an excellent course for the total beginner 
or the advanced beginner. You know, I've had people even come in that are intermediate or advanced students like yourself and also get a lot of new perspectives from the class. So it's always great to see astrologers and tarot readers and people I respect in the class. And, and I love to continue going to classes also. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I look forward to every year and um, meeting the new cohort. Like, there's never been a better time, I would say, to learn the esoteric arts, whether it be tarot or astrology, there's never been a time where the world is so open to all of this that we're doing, Teresa. What do you think about that? I think you are so right. We are looking for answers. We're looking for different ways to understand ourselves and this thing called life. And these are great tools for people to understand all of that. And also one other thing I do want to add, uh, beginners classes are important even for advanced students. Uh, I used to teach yoga before COVID killed my studio. And I also, you've got to go back and revisit the basics because you will always get a different perspective. If you oh. go back five years from when you started 10 years or even like six months, go back to the basics, strengthen that foundation. It's just going to make you better at your work. I love that you just said that, you know, we have so many students that take our intermediate class first and then they're like, wait, I want to go back to beginner. Yeah, strength is that foundation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the same way. I love going back to foundational yoga classes too. After all that advanced stuff, you got to like posture, basic Mm -hmm. things. You know, you got to learn how to stand. Right, really strong foundations are what I think I pride our school in the most, and also all the resources. But like, you want the strong foundations that you can build any house, empire, city from. You need a strong foundation. You need solid ground to build on. So yeah, th- thanks for uh, letting me share that as well with the course. And um, it's been so much fun talking to you. It's always great talking to you, Rebecca. And I always learn so much every single time. All right, folks, that's all for today's episode. And I hope you do enjoy this little bonus episode, a little surprise for y'all. If you do like the show, don't forget, leave a kind review over on iTunes. That's the best way to help other folks discover the show. I want to thank you so much. And a reminder for more fun stuff, you can always head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including monthly forecasts, horoscopes, all my books, so much more. Uh, Again, this is tarolady.com. I'll see you there. And I always want to sign off by reminding you, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you again. (laughs) 